to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. Hi, I'm Charles. What's up? Guess what we're talking about today? We're talking about dick. Yes! <laughs> we're talking about dick from 99 specifically. Oh. Yeah, we're not talking about that dick. We're talking about the movie from 1999 with Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. And it is a crime that neither one of these women have Oscars. That's all I have to say. I no, I mean the fact that Kirsten Dunst did not win this year, I th- think it's like a travesty. I like, I have to say, I, mean, I, I do too. I mean, I, I mean that West Side Story was fine, but I didn't think that actress deserved to win. No, so, I mean yeah. no, no, like no, nothing personal. But Kirsten Dunst hasn't even been nominated. Yeah, until now, which is already insane. Um, we are very pro Kirsten Dunst on this podcast. She should have been nominated for fucking Marie Antoinette. Like, there's just. I can't believe that she's been flying under the radar. At least Michelle Williams has been nominated yes. like a fuck ton of times. What, like three? Yeah. Well, I Which mean, is the, a lot. The fact that Kirsten Dunst was not nominated for anything with the vampire or um, or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. It's just, it's just like an American tragedy. It really is, so. which kind of shows the Academy is like bullshit, which it is mm-hmm. because we all know that Kirsten Dunst is amazing and she knows that we know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, so it's awesome. Same with Michelle Williams. Like, I love that she's kind of in and out. Like you yeah. see her doing some films. She's just such an incredible actress. Like who would have thought out of the, the main four of Dawson's Creek, like she would have been the one. Yeah, I know. That was really like the actor's actor. Like yeah. she's incredible, you know? Well, um, I, 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 I sort of get the impression that she doesn't really put a lot of time in that, like, in like needing Hollywood to accept her. Like she's, mm-hmm. I, it seems like she's just kind of able to like, you know, stay in her own lane, just kind of do like work when she needs to and just kind of, you know, do her own thing. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just very cool to me. Yeah. Same with Kirsten Dunst. I feel like she's also in that same lane. Like they both have children, but it, and they like kind of work and then they have their kids and their husbands, boyfriends, partners, whoever. And then that's it. Like it's just their job, which kind of shows since I'm like deep in this world of like, you know, listening to celebrity gossip and whatnot, which granted this is not this podcast. It may evolve into it because I'm becoming like really into it and I kind of need to just talk about it Mm -hmm. um but yeah so in that way you know you see all these different celebrities being talked about all the time in that way you can see how it's possible to avoid paparazzi like it's possible to live a normal life if you don't kind of put yourself in these places to be talked about all the time yeah and then it's also possible just to have like a regular life and you just don't want to do it so some of the stuff that you think like oh my god they're being stuck now we find out they're calling and you know like they're actually telling people where they're gonna be because they want to be photographed they want to be talked about so it's like yeah there's different kinds of there's like levels to why you see the certain like celebrities around all the time like i'm seeing nate from euphoria everywhere yeah, it's well, like... I, I mean, I, I mean, I've heard that he's a fame whore. So yeah, exactly like... right. So like, that's not oh, coincidentally, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of on purpose. So you find mm-hmm. out it's like kind of on purpose. But <laughs> but yeah, I kind of uh uh. I mean, it's just it's kind of funny. It's just, it's just so funny. Yeah. But yeah, do you, man? I mean, that's why you're famous, and I'm not. <laughs> I yeah, don't want to exactly. be followed around. Um, this is this movie came out in '99, directed by Andrew Fleming, who also did The Craft. Oh, really? Cool yeah oh wow um which i find so fucking cool um (laughs) i mean i think it's beyond cool actually i think it would have been really cool if either michelle williams or uh kirsten dunce were in the craft 
I know, right? <laughs> that would have actually been really funny. Um, he also directed this movie called Barefoot, which has Evan Rachel Wood and Scott Speedman in it. Oh, that sounds interesting. Um, he directs Emily in Paris, okay. which I have not seen, but I've heard is meh. I'm not really interested, but he directs I, some of those. I think I like started the first episode on Netflix, and after about ten minutes, I was like, oh god yeah it just (laughs) it just didn't seem like it was for me so i was like nah this is weird but everyone kind of like talks about it and like hate watches it in a weird way yeah but people still love it uh he also has directed some younger episodes which is another kind of like cheesy show that i like Um, is that the one with the woman in her 40s who lies and says she's like in her early 20s yeah okay (laughs) with hillary duff i love that show it's good it's good it's, yeah it's really it's really it's it's a feel-good show it's a good palate cleanser if mm-hmm. you watch a lot of like really depressing shit like ozark and like shit like that you know yeah. it's, it's a nice kind of like light show but it actually is really good and it's written by darren star the guy who did sex in the city so okay if you like that kind of like vibe and it's in new york which is cool um i believe uh is it patricia field i don't someone does the costuming in younger and i feel like it might be patricia field but it's before she ended up doing emily in paris okay i believe she does emily in paris and that's why she couldn't do the new sex in the city that's why her like assistant or whatever i'm gonna find out on younger now because now i need to know um because the the clothes are really fucking cool like and it's it's really neat let's see but yeah it has like sutton foster and yeah it's a really cool show um so yeah i mean that's kind of weird that he like directs (laughs) those are kind of like funny episodes and stuff like that um let's see what he does a lot of tv now it looks like the last movie he directed was in 2018 called ideal home Hmm. but now he does more like movies and stuff okay but it's really cool that he did bad dreams threesome the craft and dick and then he's doing some tv (laughs) oh which is really funny you know what movie i thought about just to bring up uh josh hartnett again because (laughs) kirsten dunn's josh hartnett it came to my mind um do you know what movie i thought about the other day i thought about the movie oh oh yeah did you ever see that one that was like a fellow with with, uh julia styles and josh hartnett like mckay pfeiffer and andrew keegan Oh, we should do that. that good. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. It was like 2001, I think. Uh, it's okay. either 01 or 02, but I was just thinking about Josh Hartnett. And as I often do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that movie. Oh, I forgot about that movie. It's it's good. It's really good. I I also, I don't like early, like early millennium Josh Hartnett, because he, I think that was around the time that he did like 40 Days and 40 Nights. Mm-hmm. And oh, which is awesome. Um, and I, I like love that movie. I just hate how it ends. Like, just, um, I forgot how it ends. Well, I think like he almost makes it to forty days and forty nights, but then he starts to get delirious, and his old girlfriend kind of rapes him. And oh, that's right. It's it's it's, it's oh, like, yeah. really like it's just kind of unsettling, you know. That is really weird. God, I haven't thought about that movie in a while. Um, Man. but he's been a lot of weird. He's in a lot of really weird things, but also not. The fact that that Josh Hartnett's first credit is Halloween H2O, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. (laughs) That's just so good. And then the next one's The Faculty and, like, Virgin Suicide. It's like, who is this? (laughs) It's just like, oh, my God, Um, it's just so good. There is also that scene, 40 Days and 
Forty Nights with Shannon Sossman, him and like in, in like a flower, where oh yeah, he he just kind of blows a petal along her body but doesn't actually touch her anyway because <laughs> he has to stay completely celibate for yeah. like 40 days of lent which is like the weirdest fucking movie premise you've ever heard of <laughs> like ever it's just so weird i just i love his choices i yeah i'm excited he's in the new oppenheimer film yeah, um, yeah. that's doing that right good. now which is gonna be really cool so i'm excited that he's like coming back and he's in some new series called the fear index and he plays a doctor Oh, cool. So, yes, Josh Hartnett, we are we're here for you. <laughs> we love it. Um, it's really it's really cool. Actually, wait, I think the Fear Index is already out, or it came out oh, already. Okay. I need to investigate. Yeah, I'm gonna get cool. sidetracked um, from Josh Hartnett. So, uh, this premiered July of '99, and this was written by Andrew Fleming and Cheryl Longin. Okay. And what is your first impression? Like, when did you first see this? Uh, I think I remember seeing like an ad for it on TV, um, but I don't think I don't think I saw it in the theater. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I rented it once it was released on a VHS. Oh, um, okay. So it's a while. Yeah, and then um, I I just thought it was like you know delightful and you know charming and you know just you know like I thought you know like Kirsten Dunst Michelle Williams were just like adorable and um <laughs> I know. and um I also have to say I thought that Dan Hedaya was so good in, in, in this movie as Dick so good. Like, it was like re- really really good like it was yeah. really funny too because he was so over the top but yeah like that is how he was but like, yeah but apparently that's like very faithful to the actual Nixon <laughs> yeah I know which is so weird <laughs> I'm just like oh my god how funny um, and also funny. because of this movie, I love the name Checkers. <laughs> I know, it's such a cute dog name, too. I know, I know. Is that real? I think so, yeah. Did he, he had a dog named Checkers? Yeah. Oh, so cute. <laughs> um, this movie, oh, as of right now, we, as of us recording it, it's on Pluto, like Pluto.tv for free. So it is streamable. Yeah. It's not like a lost film. We were going to do Drop Dead Gorgeous, which we are still going to do. And it was on HBO for like a good two or three months. And then when we went to do it, it's gone. So it must have vanished. And like, it's like gone, gone. Like, yeah. No trace of it anywhere. We can't even <laughs> rent it on Amazon or like yeah. YouTube or iTunes, like nothing. Yeah. So uh, this movie does exist. Also stars Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's it really weird. Like, it also has like Denise Richards, Denise Pers- Richards, Percy Alley, Brittany Murphy, Alex yep. Janney, Ellen Barkin. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's a great one. And I was going to say this also, this film too reminds me of this. I just did, uh, but I'm a cheerleader. Um, which is which is actually going to be out by the time people hear this but um i was just we were just talking me and mike were just talking about like all of the movies of 99 like 99 had a real like female uh like plot line and like centric films like first i don't know if it was like intentional but there were so many films that came out around that time that were like all geared towards like the same age group i was i was 16 Mm -hmm. in 99 so like this came out in 99 we had virgin suicides we had jawbreaker we had but i'm a cheerleader um you had girl interrupted like you just had a lot i mean there are plenty more i'm sure but i mean we just had a lot that year wasn't 99 around the time that will fair got kind of big too or was that yep. yeah i think that right. might have been like 97 98 but it was okay. still big yeah it was still big um yeah you definitely had like felicity was mm-hmm. like a female-centric show which had a lot of those kind of artists in there sophia coppola obviously with virgin suicides like it just became more like you know 
women are fucking doing it and i guess yeah. they're geared towards women like films are actually geared more towards that audience so yeah it's really cool uh if someone described this movie as like all the president's men and clueless yeah uh, together and that's a pretty perfect description yeah <laughs> like it's, it's so funny like it, it's really it's really cool i had not seen this movie ever uh, oh, this really? is the first time yeah because i remember seeing the trailer on tv and i remember when it was in the theater but i guess i just didn't go because i was like eh, politics satire yeah. you know i i didn't know too much about watergate or nixon so i think i didn't have like a yeah i didn't really know the real story so i didn't understand more of the satire on it yeah. so i'm glad that i saw it at my age now because now i i know a little bit of the story but i'm sure people who are older will probably really think it's funny because you yeah. know you were around when Watergate happened so you know really the ins and outs of how it all went down when yeah. we didn't we just thought this was really funny that this didn't happen but it's a funny like retelling of what Watergate could be I, I I'm actually choosing to believe that this is like a you know this is like a verbatim transcript of how the scandal went down <laughs> I know right <laughs> it's pretty close I mean we have no reason to doubt that it isn't let's put it that way exactly yeah exactly. we have no reason yeah but we just know that all of the I mean things that happened in this happen so we don't really know what is true and what isn't true like yeah really so it's kind of funny so I think this movie is a joy and a delight and kind of like a lost treasure I think you said secret treasure yeah, yeah, like, I mean, um, I mean, um, I don't think it's, like, ranked in, like, the highest, you know, echelon of, like, you know, like, movies from 99, but I, I just think it's, you know, just, like, you know, delightful and fun, and, you know, just, you know, it just makes you feel good to be an American. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is, it is really, like, uplifting that, like, something actually happened. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Justice was kind of served in a way, at least, like, they left, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which, unlike now, you know, unlike nowadays, when, like, we have and, shit happen, and it's like, whatever, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the fact that, like, this scandal was what brought down the presidency is just so quaint now, you know? <laughs> like, right? And we have so many other scandals that could have brought down previous... Uh, people that didn't exactly like it's exactly. nuts like yeah. it, it's really nuts and and to think that this was in the 70s like 50 some odd years ago um yeah it's just like it's also really nuts too because in the 90s like when we were teenagers there was a real 70s resurgence mm -hmm. much like there was a big 90s resurgence like 10 years ago yeah um i mean we're still kind of going through it but it was like really big like 10 years ago so it's like you know cycles every 20 years and that's when they get excited about it and we were all like into like bell bottoms and peace signs and like it was a cool like wasn't too far in the distance but it was enough that we hadn't lived it so we yeah. thought it was really cool and i have to say for all of you fashion fans out there i had no idea that this would become an incredible fashion film oh my god the clothes in this movie are like are, are like off the wall it's and like, it's like clueless style there are so many fucking changes i know right there are a lot like this movie there's different scenes all the time and they're always wearing dope shit it's crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy <laughs> um i had no idea this would become like a romeo and michelle a clueless a jawbreaker where there are like multiple outfit references that i couldn't even begin to write all of them I know, and um, and I I I actually um realized I need to expand my fashion vocabulary because as I, I was trying to write down the outfits as I was taking notes, I was like I, I was like oh I don't know the word for that print you know or 
you know, like, or, you know, or that cut, you know, because, um, so, um, it's, it's just, you get a crash course and it's, it's just, it's just great, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Also, you should, uh, dust off your old Project Runway DVDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and watch, uh, like seasons one through five. <laughs> yeah. And it's like really deep in the trenches and mm -hmm. they, I feel like, I do not, uh, I, I don't really like the new Project Runway. Like, I, I think I just don't like the format of it. I feel like I like the old versions when it was, like, really in the weeds. Yeah. Like, it was really, yeah. like, about them working. And you saw them really working hardcore. And the rooms were very just, like, basic. And mm. now they're all, I mean, I get it. You know, the show evolves. It gets more popular. It gets sponsored. You know, they yeah. have, like, everything is all kind of commercialized. But in the early days, I feel like it was so much like people didn't know the cameras were there mm -hmm. so it was very much like you get this real documentary style of the working with teams and i learned a lot about fashion through that definitely because you would you know tim gunn would come up and talk about what you know what fabric they use and oh what kind of drape are you going to do here so i definitely think those early project runway seasons if you can find them like i'm talking about before they moved to like lifetime yeah which i like, think was after season five was it five? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say those early ones were so different when it was mm -hmm. like on Bravo, like early Bravo. Yeah. Um, if you are if you're like a fashion student, then you should buy it on DVD because it's it's actually probably helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just really interesting. I, I don't do they have those seasons available to stream? I know they have like the later ones. I, I don't think so. Um, you know, because I, I was trying to search for them on Amazon and they have like I think they have like eight. And everything that came after, but nothing before that. Yeah, so. I had it on DVD. I have the, I think I still have the first season on DVD, but the fucking second season is like my favorite. Yeah. Like second I, and third are like my favorite. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, I, I thought that like, I, I think like there's a, I think um, so out of curiosity, I like Googled one day, like Project One Way Seasons Ranked. And oh. I think like the general consensus online is that like season four, four is like the best in terms of fashion um but like season two is the best in terms of like drama and like you know um you know like oh, uh, okay you know, like you know designer pers per 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 personalities and it's followed by season three so so that means that they're like yeah they're like super fucking cool yeah yeah i wonder yeah they also just have some had some really cool ch challenges back then that they don't really repeat um, like there was one when they had to create like a modern look for a fashion icon. I think it was oh. in, in like season three. And like, I think the look that won was, uh, this the designer who designed a modern look for Pam Greer. And it was just really cool. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think they had to design an outfit, outfit for Barbie once, which I thought they was kind of cool. I remember that. Yeah. Um, my favorite is when they went to like the, they went to the party, like they had like a cast party or whatever. And then um, they went to the cast party and then at, when they got back, they, they realized that like you had to make an outfit from what you had on that night. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God. It was so good. And I remember <laughs> like, I remember, I think it was like Santino had this like tan leather jacket and it was like his favorite one. It was like super old. It was like vintage, one of a kind. And he had to like make an outfit out of it. And he made this like super awesome, like bubble dress. 
Yeah, that's like right. Like a skirt on the bottom. It was so cool. And he had, I mean, granted, he's lucky that he had on like a bunch of stuff, like layers, but it was crazy. Like some people were like, I don't want to cut this up. Like yeah. this is my, you know, like my grandmother's or like my brother's and like all this stuff. But it was that was so cool where they had to make it out of like what they had on that night. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. Oh man, Project Runway. Yeah, it was so good. I know it was so good. Um, I'll have to try to see if I can like dig up the other ones. I mean, I would buy them on DVD because I just yeah. really like the show. I'm sure it's not that much. It can't be like crazy expensive. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's crazy. Um, let's see. So for our cast, we have Kirsten Dunst, Michelle Williams, Dan Hedaya, Will Ferrell, who I did not yeah. even know was in this. <laughs> so funny. Um, Bruce McCullough, uh, Dave Foley, who was in Kids in the Hall, also News Radio, another was, show that I really like. Guy who played Halderman. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Brewer, who played Dean. Yes. Uh, Anna Gasteyer, who was the secretary. Yeah. Um, Harry she or Harry Shearer, who is the Simpsons voice. Yes. Right for Homer. Um, I think he does like Skinner and like um, I think. Oh yeah, no Dan Castel Castellana or whatever he does Homer. Yeah, I think that Harry yeah. Shearer does like. Principal Skinner and like um, Smithers and like like a bunch of yeah, characters yeah. in Springfield. Yeah. What is your favorite Simpsons song? Do you have like an um, absolute favorite that's been in the? Oh God, that's been in the in the show. Um, well, I have just two. just just because it's such a it holds such a this episode holds such a dear place in my heart. But it's um the it's the episode called Simpson Califragilistic Expialidocious. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is where we meet the great Sherry Bobbins. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I will. I remember that from us being like twelve years old. Yeah, <laughs> and um, totally singing that song at the Reject Tree, which we need to make. Uh, there's so many like things. I feel like like short films for a time for a short time and in. in um, and me, both me and Charles's life, we had like a mutual friend that we were all friends with that like was kind of like on the lamb for a while. And it was like really intense. We were what, like 14? Like yeah, 13 I, or 14? That was like towards the end of ninth grade. Yeah. So we were like 14 or something yeah, like that. I feel like all of the events of like that year and like kind of our like time uh, at our school could totally be like a movie. Yeah, absolutely. It was really like there were some like weird things that we should probably like get together and just like outline them out. Yeah, and make a loose script because who wants to fucking who wants to make this movie? It would be pretty cool. It would be it would be pretty cool. I have to say, but um, so and yeah, then at the at this tree with with the same friend that ended up this shit happening later, we would like sing this song like, um, it's like it must be done. Yeah. Turn your tail and run. Don't pout. Don't sob. Just, Just do, do a, a half-ass job. job. It was pretty cool. That one is um. Th- wait, what season is that in? Uh, I think it's season six or seven. You want to say? Oh, nice. Okay. Um, my well, I have like three favorite Simpsons songs. One of them is the monorail song. Oh, <laughs> um, that like Music Man one is cool, and then another one is that like the Jazz Man with like bleeding gums and Lisa. Yeah, that was good. I love that one, and I also love that like that guy who like says he's Michael Jackson. 
Yeah, yeah, that was good. And too. there's like a song there, and there's like a video there. Those are like my standouts. Lisa, but yeah. it's your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lisa. Yeah, I love that song. It's so good. Um, and then we have yeah, Harry Shearer, and then we have Devin Gummersall, who plays Larry, the, the hippie brother, aka Brian Krakow from My So Called Life. <laughs> also, aka Liz's love interest in season two of Roswell. Wait, is it Liz's or is it no, it's Maria's cousin, right? Yeah, yeah. And Maria actually married him. <laughs> really? In real life. Uh, so me and Charles are watching Roswell for like um the we'll do the first episode on the free feed, but the rest of it, season one, we're gonna do on Patreon. Uh, if you have not watched Roswell, this is your immediate notice to once you finish this to go to hulu and watch roswell because it's just watch the first episode and if you're not if you're not intrigued by that first episode then fair play but i don't know how because it's 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 great twilight but with aliens (laughs) oh my god don't say that (laughs) the fact that we're also doing that twilight episode that people are probably like dear god we're recording it later this month um it'll be out later this month as like a bonus uh for everybody uh it's a it's a mess and i also need to like i need to rewatch that (laughs) after roswell and like trying to do all these like multitasking things like it's kind of nuts um and yeah so that's about it for our opening what is your uh behind the scenes did you get any yeah um i didn't find anything like okay so rotten tomatoes um i can't say i I agree with this for the most part critics gave this movie 71 percent which i thought i thought it was a little low i mean i thought it could have been about 10 points higher but i thought yeah i thought it seemed fair for the most part this has an audience score of 53 percent people are idiots exactly (laughs) i mean honestly 50 an f i know right like Like, gross it's it's not an unwatchable movie which is what that score says um yeah how how i okay speaking of unwatchable movies i tried to watch uh what okay, before I tell you what this is, what is the last movie that you watched that you turned off because it was so bad? Um unwatchable movie, shall we say? What was your most recent unwatchable movie? For me, that was Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems? Gems. Um Is it just because it was Adam Sandler and he's a subpar actor? Ooh, sorry, well, hot take. <laughs> Don't like Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, it's um I mean it that's part of it but the movie itself is like very chaotic and it's just like oh that's the safties though right yeah yeah they did good time with pattinson who i'm now kind of really into <laughs> I, mean, I mean he's pretty great i um, mean i don't know how this happened <laughs> um i mean i i mean i i actually couldn't turn off because i saw him in the theater with my mom who's like a huge adam S- S- oh really so, oh, so how did you turn off? <laughs> well, I I didn't. I just kind of had to. It. I was just. It, 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 there's there's a point where an event happens, and like my first thing was, oh, thank God, this horrible movie is about to be over. So, and um, and, and then as soon as it was over, I just felt so much more appreciative for things in my life. Um, you know, because I wasn't watching this horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I kind of felt the same way. Um, my re- most recent awful movie that I had to turn off was Deep Water on Hulu oh. with uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Anna. What is it? Anna Armas, Anna de Armas, I think her name. Oh, is. Okay. it was done by Adrian Lyne or Adrian Lynn, the guy who did like fucking everything, like every every like erotic thriller. I think Sliver. 
I think oh, he did Fatal Attraction, right? Yes, Fatal Attraction. Okay. Like literally, like the master of this uh of this kind of genre, Indecent Proposal, um, another one that he did. So I was like, sweet, oh, wow. another film, like this will be cool. It was so bad. Oh, like really? it was so bad, everyone. It's bad. He also did Flash Nance, which is kind of funny. Really? Um, oh. um, but it was bad. And I couldn't even hate watch it because uh ben affleck was just i'm sorry no it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me at all i find it just yeah no it wasn't it wasn't but yeah. i i thank I mean, god i wasn't in a theater <laughs> i i don't hate i don't i'm not like crazy about ben affleck as an actor but i don't hate him as an actor either like if he's in a movie i'll i think i'll be more cautious about going to see it but it's not like a deal breaker yeah i'm kind of like that i don't seek out his movies but i don't like discount them because he's in it like other people that i just don't really like to watch yeah same um but yeah usually i'll give it a try but no for this one it didn't work at all um i know he was dating the girl that was in it at at the time like it was when they were filming this now he's engaged to jennifer lopez so mazel (laughs) congrats Oh, I didn't realize they got engaged. Oh, yeah. You didn't yesterday or today? Yesterday? I don't know. Okay. We're recording this on the 9th. So, whenever this is, yeah. Uh, congrats to them. Uh, which, I mean, I, it's kind of weird that they were engaged 20 years ago and then got back engaged. But you know what? Maybe they're like literally perfect for each other. I mean, you don't know what goes on behind closed closed doors. Yeah, so. that's true. I think mm. maybe we all have this like, oh gosh, you know, kind of like relationship with them, like the whole Benefer thing. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe this really proves that they were meant to be together. Like they came yeah. back after 20 years, you know? So good good for it, you know? Um, I'm, I'm excited to see like if they're going to have like a wedding and like what it's going to yeah. be like, you know what I, I mean? I like want them to have the most garish like over the top wedding yeah. of mankind i know i want like, a, i want a hollywood what i want an over the top hollywood wedding like a brad and jen like yeah. a sean penn and madonna like i want like helicopters i want like nuts you was, know was brad and jen's wedding like pub not 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 public but like we're photos released of it i think it was i mean i don't know this off the top of my head because i'm not a jennifer aniston fan but but i'm pretty sure that it was one of those like there were helicopters like in malibu like trying to get the first shot of their wedding yeah i'm pretty sure because i remember i know what the photo looks like like the actual one on people when they're Mm. cutting the cake i I can see that in my head right now but i'm trying to think if they had like um i'm actually gonna look it up right now if and and i know uh people are gonna be like i can't believe you don't know this uh let me see there's also like a weird rumor that that um that brad pitt and jennifer aniston are like getting back together well that's been around for a while though right yeah and i was like i don't know i I don't think so i I feel like they had it seems like people really want them to get back together well yeah of course right (laughs) um i don't know i mean i'd have to do more deep digging before i mean while we're not like live on an episode but (laughs) i'm pretty sure that they uh they had like helicopters it was that vibe it was like oh my god because it was a massive wedding so everyone's like trying to get the first photos and like or they either tried to have helicopters or they didn't i don't know there was some kind of like weird story about that there was also this really funny joke in silicon valley where um (laughs) 
were like uh do you watch silicon valley i think you i watched a little bit okay so you know jared who's played by zach woods yeah yeah he's like so funny he's like super deadpan and he talked they were talking about just like random like different things and he's like well for instance bill gates got married and he bought out every helicopter so now you can imagine that wedding however you want (laughs) (laughs) just the way that he said it where he was just like you know we just will never know what it looked like because he just rented every single helicopter in the town so there was no way that anyone could fly and he's like and now you can just remember it however you want (laughs) you can just picture it however you want which is really cute um okay so aside from unwatchable movies this was great and sorry keep going for your behind the scenes okay um i don't have anything like too exciting um john dean who was and ben bradley john dean played the uh played the counsel to the president who's played by jim brewer in in this movie yeah where is he now i feel like he was like everywhere for a while and um yeah like i I feel like around this time was like when half baked came out or maybe yeah like a few years before (laughs) yeah and um like um i i I always forgot that he was like an actual actor i just thought he was like a professional stoner but (laughs) (laughs) he kind of is like a professional stoner (laughs) Um, but anyway, so he plays John, in this movie, he plays John Dean, who's like the special counsel to the president. And then they also asked the real life Ben Bradley, who was the editor of the Washington Post, like while Woodward and Bernstein were publishing their articles, they mm-hmm. asked both the real life people to make appearances in this movie and they're both like no <laughs> so. yeah i mean this movie I imagine if like john dean actually was in it like it would yeah it would be really weird this was definitely like a satire <laughs> i can never imagine them doing um and then um i i, I guess like um the identity of deep throat was revealed in 2005 yeah. and it was a uh it was an fbi agent named mark felt um or that's what they want you to believe and it was really just two 15 year old girls i mean i frankly find the two 15 year old girls to be more plausible so Mm -hmm. like of course it could be an fbi agent that's like okay that's yeah you know whatever (laughs) yeah whatever (laughs) it was actually Um, kirsten dunce and michelle williams (laughs) they 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 do not age ever (laughs) ever (laughs) yeah they literally look the same now yeah, yeah. i mean they look really young in this but they literally look very like just a like what like 10 years older like yeah, this no, wasn't I mean, like 25 years ago <laughs> and also they're still like only like 40 you know like i mean yeah if that kirsten yeah, dunce yeah. is uh she we share the same birthday so holla girl oh cool um she's just a year older so she'll oh, be 40 okay. this year yeah okay. she'll be 40 this year uh, oh it's so cute oh also ryan reynolds is in this movie um, yeah i I still find it hard to believe he and Alanis Morissette were engaged. What the fuck? <laughs> Wasn't mean, he married to Scarlett? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, weird. I just, I don't want to knock Alanis for her choice in men, but I mean, girl. 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 <laughs> like, it must have been the Canadian connection. That has to I be mean, the only way. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, maybe he's. I mean, maybe he's like super charming in real life and not and not like over the top and irritating. Like he, I think he is. But, I, I think you know. he is too. But maybe she likes that humor. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah I mean, that humor for me it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. If you're like over the top, you just can't. I guess there's a different over the top that I would like in humor. Like I think Will Ferrell is fucking hilarious, and he's like over the top sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he's not though. But I feel like ryan reynolds is always over the top Mm -hmm. and i just yeah it's just not the kind of humor that i get i just find it kind of like yeah i'm I'm not i i there i have seen him in a couple things i thought he was like 
kind of funny. Like, did you ever see the movie Ted, where I think he has like a non-speaking role and he just kind of he, he's there and I think there's this ongoing joke that there's a coworker of Mark Wahlberg who has very violent homo erotic sex. And like, is it is it um Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh no, shit, I, I don't remember that. Well, no, I think that he plays like this guy who that coworker brings to a party, and he just kind of oh. he's just kind of like staring people people down. Oh <laughs> shit, I don't remember yeah. that part. Ted was really funny. It was really good. I have to say, yeah, I really like both of them. I thought were good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> they were really funny. Yeah, um, my favorites when they're like rattling off all the names. He's like, "What's her name?" And he's like. I don't know. And he's like, is it one of those names? And I like rattle off all these names really fast. And he's like, is it one of those names with Lynn at the end of it? <laughs> it's like, yes. And he's like, Danny Lynn, Tammy Lynn, Johnny Lynn. Like, it's so funny. Like, he's like, Brandy Lynn. Oh. <laughs> it was so funny. I, I really liked Ted. Um, um, cool. I, I also have to say, there is a really great fight scene between Mark Wahlberg and the bear in that movie that I thought was like <laughs> one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in my life. How <laughs> is Mark Wahlberg like so threatening and like terrifying, <laughs> like like he is in like Basketball Diaries and like David and Fear? Yeah. Um, but also like really funny and like like does really funny movies and like it's really weird. It's really crazy how you can do like all those. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I just, just wouldn't think him as being funny. I mean, I guess he's that good. Yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> I mean, he's a Gemini, which my mom is also a Gemini, which uh, explains a lot of actors, she oh, says. Okay. Huh. And a lot of the people who are like chameleons, apparently, according to her, are Geminis. Oh, so, really? like, uh, Angelina Jolie is a Gemini, so is Johnny Depp. Like these people who are like really character and like kind of multiple people at once. Oh <laughs> like, wow! Yeah, I was like, oh okay, that's interesting. Maybe is Gemini May twentieth to June twentieth. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, like a and a lot of like really outspoken like people are Gemini's. Like Donald Trump's a Gemini. Kanye West is a Gemini. Like it's oh, a okay. it's a very like specific kind of like um the people who believe in astrology but they do def definitely share like a lot of traits just like yeah. people like were right before it so my uh dad was a gemini and he worked for jim carter <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah your dad was super like chatty which yeah. gemini's yeah. are gemini's are like yeah very chatty usually yeah like people people yeah. people people person like that well, that's cool um yeah do you have any more behind the scenes um no i don't think so um i just saw this brief note that i kind of wanted to know more about that all the clothes used for the costumes in this movie were like actually made or were actual clothes from the 70s yeah um, and they were bought new yeah yeah at like a warehouse and i i was always kind of under the impression that the 70s were kind of this like dreary kind of like brownish mustard yellow kind of gray time period you know where mm -hmm. you know where there just wasn't a lot to look forward to and you know there just wasn't a lot of hope in the world and and this movie makes the 70s look really fun and colorful and i know bright, it does you know? Like, it does make the 70s look fun and then if you watch the cnn uh documentary about the 70s that's when the cults came in yeah <laughs> the 70s. they literally act like that's literally when serial killers were started like bundy fucking summer sam they're like yeah it all just went downhill in the 70s like i was like shit man so well i think this movie definitely builds on the 60s too mm. because a lot of the outfits that they have on are like very mod 60s like pastel colors 
yeah. which make me think of like the mod like uk era mm -hmm. of, of everything um yeah no i i saw that too that i was like oh cool from a warehouse that means they were really itchy and really heavy yeah and really sweaty <laughs> <Yeah>. like polyester <laughs> so not comfortable like not a comfortable fabric at all um cool well i just have a few notes the budget of this was 13 million which i find kind of a lot half of it has to be on this fucking interiors and I know, amazing right? like that bubble tv that she has mm -hmm. and the rooms i mean everything all that shag carpet all of the fashion yeah. just even sourcing all that and just carting it around and also the locations because they filmed in dc i'm oh, assuming right. they okay. felt i'm assuming they filmed in the watergate at least outside of it because yeah. that's the watergate building yeah like i don't think they could they wouldn't build that they, i'm sure they shot it outside and then when you see uh, arlene's apartment like her balcony is that watergate like weird yeah you know, that right. yeah the edge of it so i was like are they really in there i mean that part could have not been but the outside was because you can't fake that building it's like a really like yeah. specific <laughs> building um so that was kind of cool and it was filmed oh the box office only 6.2 so it like oh. was a dud at the box office, but who cares because this movie is a sleeper and it's one of those ones that, yeah, I guess people kind of don't talk enough about. So mm. I'm talking about it. Yay. Well, the fact that I talked about popular on TikTok um, or not talked about, but like posted that clip, like everyone's gone to like this YouTube channel. I can see the thing spike. Cause I'm like, I, cause people are like, what is this show? I'm like, it's amazing. It's from 99. Go watch it. Yeah. I posted a clip of from cherry falls yesterday that got traction too. People were like, what is this? I was like, it's oh, amazing. Man. Go watch it. Yeah. So hopefully I'm going to do the same with this because no one really talks about Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Lauren, you can't let Dick run your life. I know. <laughs> Good dick is a prison. <laughs> I had to get that fucking quote in from girls. So good. Um, so in my notes here, it was filmed in DC and Canada. And apparently Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams thought that Dan Hedaya was really overacting as Richard Nixon. But then people on the set had to tell them like, no, 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 that's how he was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, what? That's like, I find really funny. Um, and also uh, Ryan Reynolds was cast at this like super late stage. So I guess he was just kind of like, a random fill-in and this like casting person was just like oh no this kid's really good he's got charisma whatever yada yada he got cast yeah <laughs> that was the only other note that i had so nothing really scandalous for behind the scenes or anything yeah it just seems like it was kind of a standard movie production for the most part yeah which oh. is so cool whoever greenlit this yay no I yeah, know. Good choice. <laughs> um, and also whoever selected the fashion, which is probably Andrew Fleming, because Deborah Everton, who's the costume designer, also did the costumes for the craft, which is just oh. so great. Oh, and wow. which also was directed by Andrew Fleming. So I'm assuming they worked together in the past and wanted to again. And also she did the fucking costumes for blank check. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yes. I which mean, is so good i love it that's the title you want to highlight <laughs> you know? right i'm doing blank check um soon because somebody went on tiktok was like i heard your podcast when i did camp nowhere oh. I, we were talking me and jules were talking about blank check and she was like oh my god that movie and i was like yes that movie that's on disney plus right now because they know what's <laughs> up it's so fucking good and she's like we have to do it and someone commented like please do blank check <laughs> and i was like don't worry well that movie was like i saw in the theater that movie was a big deal like when it came out it made a lot of money too i mean I for just, the time i just remember hating the the lead characters like 
family so much. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I mean, everyone talks about how horrible Kevin's family was in, like, Home Alone, but this kid's family was, like, so much worse. Oh, my God, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it has multi-layers now that I think about it as an adult. Yeah. And I can't wait to, like, kind of da- uh, dash my childhood hopes uh, of, like, this movie. Same with Camp Nowhere. I was like, this movie would never get made now. An old man who's overseeing all these children? Like, what the fuck? I was like, this would never get made. How this was not, like, shady or creepy at all. It was like we were really living in a different era where this was totally innocent and he literally was just helping these kids like get away from their parents for the summer that was literally it like nothing nefarious at all but now it's like no like that would never happen there was also this movie that was sort of in like that same vein called josh and sam um it's like about this two brothers and they're like they live in this house with like this horrible family and no like um sam and it's um, and it's like Sam like S dot A dot M dot period, and then it's um they I forget what happens but they end up like going on the run across the country because like the younger brother is convinced that he's like a he's like a robot like spy or something. What? And, but it, I, I'm I'm not doing a good job of like selling it, but like actually, but like their family was like so horrible. Like it was Shit. yeah. Wow. Yeah, they really like went in on this like awful. Also, on the run was a big deal. Mm, yeah, I love like on the run movies where people are like escaping the law. Yeah, <laughs> it's always like the best. Um. So, all right. So this is a fashion gem, Deborah Everton. Absolutely. You did the damn thing. How are we gonna even do this? What are your standout outfits? There. I mean, it's a lot. I'm gonna have God. to select. I have a lot here. Um. Okay, I'll I'll just choose like I'll just like choose three, I guess to talk about. I mean, just keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Um, in the opening scene, I love Arlene's nightgown. Or um, I know. Like when they're writing the letter to Bobby Sherman. Bobby um, Sherman. And very um, greased. <laughs> when they're in the and room. She just has that nightgown. Just looks so comfortable. Um, <laughs> and, um. Let's see. And then so old school too. I know. Um and then I love the outfits they wear when they go to the White House for the first time. Yeah, I have those down too. So cool. Um and then I specific I, I guess I really had a strong opinion on this, although I can't remember what she was wearing, but it was Betsy's coat and hat she was wearing at twenty four minutes into to, to the movie. I think that was when they get back to the White House. When they go to like walk the dog and they both have yeah. those hats on. Yeah, and then yeah, and, and then, super cool. The like, blossom they, hat. Yeah, and then they go up and then like um and then like Kirsten Dunst goes up to that secret um agent, not agent, um that oh that, like the secret service people. Yeah, yeah, and she, she like blows the the whistle and then oh yeah, and anyway, it was it was, it was what she 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 was wearing in that scene, um. And then, oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, what? Um, okay, and then it was, uh, there was a scene when, I think it was like when Nixon is having his m- meeting with the prime minister from the Soviet Union. And um, like, and then um, Kirsten Dunst is wearing this like large print yellow and red plaid jacket. Yeah, that one down too. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was so cool. It's so cool. And the coat. 
She has, and yeah. it's like a. She also has like a red. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's weird because it's sort of like a red and a green, like and a black. Or, like mm-hmm. it, it was really cool. That's so um, cool. And then I also I love the outfits that they're wearing when they confront Dick. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like that like um, coat she has on. Yeah, um, uh, um, because I think Betsy's wearing the lavender outfit, and Arlene's in the pink. Oh yeah, yeah. No wait, that might be the scene before. Um. No, I think that was a scene where Betsy was wearing sort of the Asian style kind of lavender dress, I want to say. Or no, that was... when they hear the tape, that's the outfit they have on the purple and the pink. Yes, that's when they run yes. out. Yeah, they like run out of the 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 place. They're like, oh my god, he's mean. Um and then I love um Kirsten Dunst's uh like uh she's wearing that like um large like mesh kind of purple like uh, oh the like purple shawl. crochet yes. oh yeah. yes i love that outfit yeah that was really cool and then um and then it, um i won't i'll i'll just let people google it but the, their final outfits at, at, at the end when they yeah the flag out yeah 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 they're the best <laughs> Yeah. They're like the absolute best. Oh, cool. Okay, we have some different ones here. Okay. So that's good. Um, okay, so I really like uh the beginning where they have like I think it's Kirsten Dunst has that blue pastel coat, and then she has like a oh, rainbow yeah. sweater and like she has pink hat and pants. Like it looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I also have uh the outfits at the White House the first time. But I love that um Betsy has like a red headband, a plaid jumper, and like red pants. Oh yeah, that was really it's, cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like the red she had like a bunch of red on and then the headband, which was really cool. The outfit where they're baking the cookies, they're both wearing these like really long, like 50s style like housewife robes. Yeah. They're like quilted and one of them is pink and one of them's green. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Larry, uh, Brian Krakow. I love his like hippie, like fringe suede vest and like striped turtleneck. Yeah. When he finds out that he's going to go to Vietnam when he gets his like draft letter. You'll finally get my room, Betsy. <laughs> I know. I love how she's all upset. And then like um, Arlene's like, oh, it's going to be okay. Like he'll be fine. She's like, what am I going to do with that ugly dresser? <laughs> like, oh my God. It's just so good. Um, I also, my one of my favorites is when um, Betsy is going over to Arlene's house to tell her that they're being bugged. Oh. <laughs> and then she has on this like blue vinyl like trench and her hair is all crimped like oh, Kirsten yeah, Dunst's that's... hair is all crimped and she comes over and then um she and then she grabs Arlene and they like go outside and talk and Arlene has this like see-through pink vinyl trench coat on yeah like a, yeah. Like a vinyl like a raincoat and it's so cool also mm-hmm. the same raincoat is worn by uh Kathy Moriarty in But I'm a Cheerleader <laughs> Oh really? Um, at True Directions, <laughs> yeah, camp, and also that that same style is worn by Parker Posey, I believe, in like Doom Generation. Oh, cool. Um, she has on like a really fucking cool, like clear, like see through vinyl trench, which is really neat. Yeah, uh, that was really neat. Um, obviously the flag outfits are like my favorite, and there's yeah. one scene where they're in front of their class and they're telling how they're like the secret youth advisors <laughs> to Nixon. Yeah, and um. Um, Betsy has on like the coolest outfit. It's like this old, like 
it reminds me of like a ceramics teacher in like 1971 in like Berkeley. Oh. She has on like the headband that goes around your head, like that sits on top of your hair. Yeah. That yeah. people wore, like the hippies wore. And it was like this pattern, pat like patchwork kind of uh I don't know, like a vest. And then she had a like a knit underneath it and then a really long skirt that had like different like felt kind of patches mm -hmm. like it was like felt like super homemade like a oh, quilt cool. almost like a quilt that was wrapped around her it was yeah. so vintage and so cool i also love all of the rooms just all of yeah. the production design um and just the 70s of it all just everything like the interiors were probably what they spent a lot of money on I like want Betsy's house in Georgetown so badly. Oh my god! Yeah, I was gonna say she's like living right off the fucking canal. I know. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty nuts. I was like, how come we didn't know this movie was being filmed? Because they know. definitely filmed. Well, they probably only filmed just those outside bits. Yeah. And Watergate, everything else, they probably did in Canada because most of it said that it was filmed in Canada. Well, so that's probably what they did. I would have still, well, mom and papa had sent me away, so I would have still been in boarding school. In 99? Yeah. Oh, or 98, actually, is yeah, probably was, when they filmed it, yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's man. Amazing. Well, um, that's all I had for fashion. What do you have for music? There were actually a lot of really good songs in there, here. There are, um, like, it gets um, Jackson 5 for the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I don't, we get that Louie, 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 Louie. It sounded like Janis Joplin. Who was that though? I, it sounded I, like Janis. I don't, I don't know. It, but it I didn't thought, come up as that when I did the uh, Shazam. I thought it was, a, it, I was a man, but I'm not sure. It um, says performed by stories. Yeah, I don't know why I thought okay. it sounded like Janis. Um, and we get this lime in the coconut song that's again, I don't know who actually, yeah, Harry Nilsson, I think. Harry, okay, yeah, but I, yeah, that's like that too. And then, and then when, and then after they confront Dick, we get a Mr. Big Stuff montage, mm -hmm. you know, Mr. Mr. Big, Big Stuff. Stuff. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big? And then, um, I, I also love a good. Carly Simon song, which is oh, like, I know, right? You know, You're so vain is just such a great closing. Such a good song. one, yeah. <laughs> but, and so is uh, Abba's Dancing Queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very end where they got the roller rink, <laughs> so cool. Um, the one song that I had on there that that you didn't have was uh, what do you call it? Uh, Come and get your love. Come and oh, get great. your from uh, Redbone, which I like that song, and then that hooked on a feeling. That, That's right. Ah. Oh, yeah, we're just gonna sing every single song that we like. <laughs> um, I like the loves theme, that like instrumental that they always play. I think it's like very white, but it's always like in. It's always it's like this love theme. It's like it's like strings, and it, it just you kind of put it in like a montage. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually during uh the like maybe the dream. <laughs> that Arlene has about Dick. I think it's like there. It's like that kind of music. Um, you have like David Essex uh, rock on. Um, <laughs> that's all I have. And Lady Marmalade you have. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which is cool. Okay, so uh, favorite scenes and lines. I don't even know how to do this because I just like wrote down things along the way. Yeah, same. 
Um, so what are your first standouts? So I love this like cold open where we just have like Frank Stewart from <laughs> Third Rock. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then we get Woodward and Bernstein. It's like their relationship in this movie is just like the most like uncomfortable, like kind of like hilarious thing I've seen in a long time. Well, that's <laughs> what I wanted to ask is did they get along? Like, is there an actual tension that we don't know because we didn't grow up during this era? But, like, do they um, yes. have tension? I, yes, I think that I think I don't think they cared for each other like at all. So um, why were they paired together? Well, I think um, see, this is what I, I don't know if I can answer like well. I think they just sort of like I, I think they're just kind of writing stories that happen to coincide. Like I think that oh. like um, this is why I should probably watch all all the presidents men again at some point. But... I started it, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> But it's, I guess I, I mean, should now. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's sort of weird that like there are people who know this stuff like backwards and forwards because yeah. they like live through it. And I'm just like, oh, there's so many names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think there was some some tension. I don't think it was like like that. <laughs> but... It wasn't like hoarding the sources. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could be. You never know. Um, so there's 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 also a scene when like um when like in the in, in this movie like later when they prank call Will Ferrell and like like um I forgot what happened but like but like uh the Bernstein character is kind of like hovering around him and he like pinches him at some point and like uh Woodward's like stop that really hurt that really hurt. <laughs> 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 It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I had no um, idea that Carl Bernstein was married to Nora Ephron. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, know. so I got really excited in um, like the next scene when their school was like lining up outside outside the White House to go in because like I um because I I remember going to the White House with like my elementary school oh you, know, you do sort of, i didn't yeah. ever been um yeah i um i went i, I went, went a few times um but i remember specifically i went in like second or third grade and at the end of our tour we were offered warm chocolate chip cookies and told <gasps> that barbara and told that barbara bush had personally baked them herself oh, and from that moment on barbara had me in her back pocket because <laughs> i I was Barbara Bush's biggest fan, and um, and I, I was like, well, I mean, she she gave us warm cookies. She can't be all bad. <laughs> so, like, Much like this movie, yeah. where they just made like pot cookies <laughs> and gave it to like the entire staff, and they were like Jones and Forum. Yeah, <laughs> like every five seconds, it's like they're like gateway drug. Where are those cookies? <laughs> we need those cookies. It's so funny. And then um, I also just love this line when they run when they run into g gordon liddy in the the, the, the white house mm-hmm. and um we get the quote g gordon liddy is not going to let down the president of the united states <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it i love the cheer when they're all standing outside going in and they're like and afterwards we're gonna have lunch at mcdonald's <laughs> and like, yes and betsy's just like fries fries french fries french fries french fries <laughs> like, she's so I did. I was like, "Yes, girl. I'm tasting McDonald's in my mouth right now, and I'm yeah. either going to Taco Bell when I finish <laughs> this because I am in desperate need of nachos and I don't want to get out of the car." <laughs> That's pretty I, much it. 
um, shortly before this podcast, I um, oh, don't tell me what you ate. What I did, you did what the equivalent is a hot box, but with like tortilla chips and queso. So. <gasps> oh gosh, man, I could also was, go for that too. It was pretty good. Damn, um, hot box. <laughs> You're just like in your bathroom, <laughs> in like a small room, just like eating fucking <laughs> chips and salsa. Not a bathroom, like a closet. That'd be smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so funny no, no one can look at me no one can look at me oh my um, god i love that he offers them to become dog walkers because yeah. they like they see that when watergate like or when the whole like break-in happened they were like happened to be there because they were mailing that letter to bobby sherman <laughs> yeah. and then they like they're the ones that taped the door like the famous like door <laughs> taping the, the latch and they're the ones that taped us so they could get back in so i love that like they have no idea what's going on, but like everyone's crazy paranoid at the White House. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, those girls. And they just get everything by accident. It's just too funny. Yeah, I know. Like, too um, funny. I, I also love the scene when they um when they're when uh they're John Dean or Jim Brewer is talking to them. And I, I think it's like uh, Arlene who asks him, um, are you the president's dog trainer? And John Dean is like, um, I'm his personal lawyer. <laughs> like, why does he need a lawyer? <laughs> why does the president need a lawyer? Yeah. I love that they're they're late getting back to their bus, and like the other bus went to McDonald's, and they're enjoying their like hot meal, and they get back, and they're like, oh my god, and the teacher's like, you guys are late, which means your bus is not gonna have, and we're gonna have a cold meal waiting for us back, and they're like, but we met the president, and we like did all this cool stuff, and then I love this line that she says, the teacher says, every lie is another brick on the pathway to hell. <laughs> I fucking love that the teacher says that to them, like when they get back in the bus. Well, that's was, so funny. Was that was that the same actress who plays um Ralph Bar, Bar, Barbissima in Austin Powers? Oh my god, I was gonna say this movie reminds me of Austin Powers. Is it? I don't I don't know. I don't know actually. It's, I thought it sort of looked like her, but um I I, I didn't like check. What is um, her name? Um Mrs. Spindler? Yeah. Is that her name? Uh, oh, is it Mindy Sterling? This one doesn't have a picture. Oh, okay. This okay. This woman who plays Mrs. Spindler is not it because okay. she was not in Austin Powers. Who else is it? It's a teacher. Like she's yeah. the teacher, but I don't remember the name. Oh, I can't find it. Oh well. Oh well. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about it. <laughs> um, um, she's really funny. I thought that line was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, Betsy's brother gets uh, fucking drafted. I love it. That's Brian Krakow. I just wrote yeah. Brian Krakow. <laughs> and of course, I love how he gives them, they start to make these cookies, which are called the Hello Dollies, and <laughs> that the mom has this recipe of, which apparently they think is like completely proprietary, but it's not. It's like on every box, which yeah. <laughs> you find out later. <laughs> but um, they put walnuts in it, and they think that like Larry gives them this like green stuff to put in it. They think it's walnut leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but really it's weed and they're like making these pot cookies and throughout the whole movie they like bring nicks and these cookies like when they're like going to ha like you know go to walk the dog and stuff and then everyone starts getting like super laughy and stoned like immediately <laughs> for some reason 
was it, like, it, it apparently has like has like an effect on like global relations and it's like the sole reason nixon is able to broker a peace deal with the soviet union so it's like, insane <laughs> like it's actually insane um there is a line that um i, I think dick is talking to halderman but um it, it's like before he asks him to be dog walkers he's talking to halderman he says um I've got away with young people. They trust me. <laughs> That's creepy. I know, right? That's so creepy. Um. God, I love that they give him these pot cookies. It's so funny. And then I love how, like, when my fate, when my first actual favorite scene is when Betsy and Arlene tell the class about their jobs, <laughs> like yeah. in front with note cards, like we are the president's secret youth advisors. Like we tell him when to do all this stuff. We tell him how to stop the war, and then he does. <laughs> like, all these things like randomly happen. It's just like so funny. And then I love how she starts like Arlene starts replacing all the posters of Bobby Sherman with Nixon. <laughs> yeah. like, just doing them everywhere, making this book like it's oh my god, the fucking dream of Nixon oh the horse. <laughs> like oh my god it's so funny <laughs> arlene come away with me what about pat she understands <laughs> it's so funny and it's just great um and then um i, I like love like <laughs> i love the scene when they're like roller skating um and um like our 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 arlene says um are you sure there isn't some deep feeling you need to confess to your one and only friend? And Arlene is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Betsy's like, just say it. And then Arlene says, say what? And then Ar Betsy says, just say it because I already know. And then Arlene says, I love Dick. <laughs> I love how anytime they say anything that like is about Dick, it's always in like dead silence and like everybody hears them. <laughs> like. <I> mean... <laughs> so funny it's like so funny that it happens like all the time like it's just like oh again when they're all singing like hello dolly when all yeah. those world leaders they're like yeah they're called hello dollies they're all giving them these cookies literally they all just start singing hello dolly like crazy ends up on the front page of the post like <laughs> uh middle east like you know middle east peach treaty like you know russian <laughs> peace treaty like reach like all these different treaties because they're like solving the world through these cookies through these like pot cookies can we it's also so talk funny. about um how there's finally an answer to what happened to the to the missing 18 minutes from the watergate tapes <laughs> oh my god i didn't know there were missing minutes yeah so i think that like the explanation that the official explanation is that rosemary woods who's played by anna gassire in this movie oh. was pressing the button but was also stepping on a like a pedal to the machine at the same time and was doing it for 18 minutes on purpose but yeah, um, she. I think that she claims it was an accident, but they they recreated it, and the only way she would have been able to do that is if she was in this like her body was contorted into this like <sighs> impossible position, and if she stayed that way for like eighteen minutes, which is like just impossible. So, so like, what do they think happened? Somebody else, like I mean, I think that what they think happens is that there was something incriminating during that eighteen minutes, and it just got erased so oh. but instead we get this um we get this alternative history of arlene singing i love you <laughs> oh my god 
She like professes her love to him on this team. I love how like Betsy's like, hey, so we're here and you're not here, and you know, we just came to walk checkers. Hi, Mr. President. Hey. Um, it's just like so funny. And I wrote, This is comedy gold. Why did Michelle Williams not get nominated? (laughs) Like singing Olivia Newton John. This is also during the era of like Jen Lindley. Like, yeah, that's right. The beginning of Jen Lindley in uh, season one of Dawson's Creek because she didn't sh- cut her hair short and become like badass yet. Oh, okay. which I think was season two. So this must have been like during break for Dawson's Creek or something because she looks yeah. like she did in season one. Um, it's just so funny. I can never picture her doing that. Like, I didn't <laughs> think she was as funny as she was. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> because she was also, um, I need a memoir from Michelle Williams. She's also worked with like the beginning of josh hartnett's career that's right i want to know like i want to know everything i want to know about heath ledger i want to know about it all <laughs> like are you yeah. still friends with kirsten duns like that'd I, be great um, if they were i actually really want to know what um it was like to film blue valentine with ryan gosling oh because... god we have uh, so many questions for you <laughs> michelle williams hi what was it like filming with these random men Fill in the blanks and just get back to us. Yeah, and just get back to us. Make it a Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then I love after we get that tape, they end up hearing this tape of like Richard Nixon or like Dick talking all this shit, anti-Semitic shit, like just crazy shit. And then they're like, oh my God, we idolized him. And they go and confront him with it. <laughs> and they're like, you're a bad man. We heard these tapes. And then da 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 And then he's just you, like, what? You, you kick checkers and you're prejudiced and you have a potty mouth. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. You're, you're a bad man. And then of course Arlene is like completely distraught because she had this whole like dream built up in, into her head that she loved him. And then she's like running out there like right by the reflecting pool, like right by like the Lincoln Memorial. And then she's like, I hate Dick. <laughs> and then, like there's like a school there, like all these random tourists and stuff. And then Betsy is just like, oh, you can't let Dick ruin your life <laughs> or run your life. But she says it so loud and everyone stops and she's like, do you mind? We're having a private conversation. <laughs> oh my God. It's just so funny. And then they're like, oh, what do we do now? We've got to like, expose him. Like no one's going to believe us. Let's prank call Woodward and Bernstein. <laughs> so they like prank call uh, Woodward and we were talking early and they like literally like kind of out themselves to be deep throat like that's the alternative history that they are deep (laughs) deep throat and woodward's like hogging his source i love how bernstein's like over his shoulder like what are you doing who are you talking to and he's like do you mind (laughs) this is my story and they meet up in that parking lot and it's like oh my god it's just so funny yeah (laughs) they end up seeing him and then they're like you guys are girls there's no need to be snotty (laughs) it's my favorite and the dog eats the paper and they have this like secret paper they that they thought was toilet paper that was on like liddy's shoe and it's like a list of people to pay like to pay off for this whole like watergate (laughs) cover-up and they had it but their dog ate it and they're like oh the only way okay well we know that he said all this bullshit on these tapes they're like get us the tapes we need information now is this true um are there tapes of nixon like talking shit that um, that they yes, had. I think I, I think that like what we hear of him when um of what he says on tapes is actually pretty faithful to what he 
is actually on the actual tapes. Fuck. Um, because like I think that he was pretty pretty paranoid. He was like very aggro and like very aggressive and very you know. Like... But behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I, the I, public didn't know this about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, despite like all the jokes have been made back and I think he was actually a fairly charismatic man who was able to win people over. So oh, I mean so that's um, how he like got in. Yeah. And like I mean I also like that that dream I think in order to be president you have to have something extra that like normal people are just not born with and whatever well, it is yeah. I, think that, I think that he he like had it. You know? Yeah. So like whether it's for good or bad, it is kind of like it's a certain kind of person. Yeah, that yeah, has that charisma. Exactly. Yeah, to be a president, like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, you have to win over so many people. I know, <laughs> like it's nuts the amount of people you have to win over. Um, I find that so funny. Um, and then I love how like Arlene comes home from this and she sees that her mom met this like random hot dude and she's like obviously <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> she's like, he has to be a spy. There's no way my mom is with someone like that. <laughs> like, there's no way this guy would like my mom. And then that's when like Betsy, like Kirsten Dunn says like at home and then she's like they're talking on the phone and then they hear like the clicks in the phone and she's like, yeah, oh, God, the phones are bugged and she's like run- that's when she runs over in that blue trench coat <laughs> yeah. and then she just like turns the music up really loud and she's like our phones are bugged <laughs> tracking us like it's just so funny and that's when you see like the bubble tv and that's when you just, like see them running out in the street and like they're being followed and you find out like the boyfriend is really like secret service yeah you see him like in the car and they're like we have to know what's going on they know everything and that's when like they're in the alley like running from the from the truck and that's when like um, arlene is like dick's ass is grass we're gonna find out about these tapes <laughs> it's so funny and then that's when they go to like find the tapes and they go to uh what's his name uh halderman's house halderman yeah halderman's yeah. house they're like who's that guy and it's fucking ryan reynolds like washing a car and i was like that car looks better than you do yeah. um and then he's like washing this car and like oh that's the sun and i love it she's like i'm gonna do it so like betsy's like i'm gonna get in there we have to get in the house that's where the tapes are so they like she goes and like tries to flirt with him and she's just like don't you remember me from the homecoming dance he's <laughs> like oh uh, i don't know she's like do you want to make out He's like, okay. And they like goes up to the room. I find that so fucking funny. Doing a <laughs> random like beer fucking bong in the middle of the day. Like, oh god, that was like bathroom. That, that was so triggering to me. <laughs> like, I was like, what is he doing? I was like, why? And, and she's like, what are you doing? And there's this like really uncomfortable thing where as he's drinking, he's just like slamming his hand on, on, on the floor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, what is going I and I wrote here. Um, goes up to Ryan Reynolds' room. I wrote, he's so weird. I don't get the appeal. Like, I yeah. just, I yeah, I don't get it. So they finally, like, get the tape. Like, um, Arlene runs in, grabs the tape. And I love when they burst out of the house. <laughs> like, he comes <laughs> in, he finds them. And, like, you know, Arlene's uh, bust, like, running through from the study. And they're like, you! And that's when you see, like, she's at the fucking front, like Kirsten Dunn's. Or, like, Betsy's at the front with Ryan Reynolds. And he's like, I know you. Halderman's like, I know you. And she keeps, like, moving her hair. <laughs> it's so funny she keeps like moving her hair like back and forth and he's like wait hold on hold on and then that's when like um arlene comes crashing through and they like run out and he's like i know you you were the girls in the white house and they're like kiss my ass like outside like it's so good it's 
so like high school. Like I love it. Yeah, it's like yeah. so dumb. I love it. And they get the tape and they give it to like Woodward and Bernstein. And like I think like Will Ferrell is like an unsung hero in this movie too. Oh, he's he's fantastic. He's so good. I like love Will Ferrell so much. Um, I just have to say that if anyone just like really wants to know some like really great quality comedy, watch the SNLs that Will Ferrell is in. Like yeah. It, yeah. that cast is just so stellar. It's probably the cast that we had in high school, which I think is when, when a lot of people usually identify with SNL. When were his like prime years on? Um, I want to say like I want to say like ninety seven. Okay. Okay. But let me look. I want to see. I I remember very specifically like so many funny skits when Buffy hosted in like ninety eight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. my god it was so funny like it was probably some of the funniest ever let me i'm gonna look it up now to see when he was on us and he was on for like at least 10 years right okay yeah i think so it has to be and then he started to do um movies and everything okay he started in 95 and left in 02 i oh, mean okay. but literally the times that he was on like from start in ninety five and watch SNL. Like I think they have them somewhere where you can watch oh, them. Nice. It's so it's so fucking good. Like it's so that whole cast is great. Like you yeah. have like Anna Gasteyer who's also in this. I thought this was gonna mm. be produced by Lauren Michaels because I was like, this feels like an SNL movie. Like you know how um, yeah they had like um you know Night at the Roxbury movie mm-hmm. they, that was always like produced by like Lauren Michaels and they had like uh you know uh Superstar Austin Powers. Uh, you know, like Zoolander, like all these yeah. things that have like, a lot of SNL people in them. I think, I think that the ladies' man also got his own movie. Mm-hmm, he did, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. Hello, um, uh, this is the ladies' man. I've got my Cavassier right here. Oh yeah, Cavassier. <laughs> I love the one where that he did when like uh, Cameron Diaz hosted. It was for the uh, There's oh, Something okay. About Mary. It was like during that era. That was a really funny episode, too. There are a lot of really good skits in that that one, too. It's so funny. But, yeah, I love him in this. Like, I I just, like, forgot how great he was. And then the best part is the end where they make this, they make their, their, like, famous flag outfits, like, cutting up the flag and, like, making these amazing cool outfits that I'll definitely post. And and it's, like, all to You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, like. Son of a gun. Yeah. I love it. I love the beginning of that. It's so good. And then they're like painting this giant sign, and you're like, what is like what are they doing? You're like wondering what they're doing. And as the same time they're doing that, you see Dick like leaving the White House and doing the whole like uh what is it, Marine One yeah, like, yeah. take off, you know. And uh and then he like <laughs> is flying over DC, and then you see them with this massive banner, and it says, <laughs> You suck dick, love deep throat. <laughs> And like that's how it ends and then you get like i love when movies do the whole like what happens next and yeah, i love when yeah. they had like on the screen they had like eight people from his administration were convicted and like someone to jail and then like larry ended up larry like betsy's <laughs> brother ended up inventing quaaludes and like becoming a millionaire and making all this money and then invested in betsy and arlene's job of kept like having a roller disco so that's like what they did at the end those end credits are hilarious 
of them yeah, roller skating oh, in the in the <laughs> Oval Office to like Abba's <laughs> Dancing Queen. Oh my like, god, <laughs> it's so good. Like this movie is a gem, a delight. Thank you so much for suggesting it because it'd been on my list, but I didn't really realize how fun it was. I, I yeah, think I don't know. Yeah. I really needed this this funness <laughs> because yeah, yeah, it was great. The last two movies we've done have been really fun, but I'm a cheerleader is another one. I'm excited to see like how many people have seen it and the response to that, which it will be already up by the time you hear this. But yeah, join the Patreon. We're doing Roswell, as I mentioned. Get into it. It's on Hulu. Literally, if you have one thing to subscribe to, like get Hulu. Oh my God. It is literally a, the like most life-changing streaming service ever. It is. Like, like, I never go to Netflix. I yeah. never, I mean, this is not an ad in any way, please. But maybe it should be. Fucking pay us. Because uh, yeah, Hulu has everything everything i love tv i'm a big tv fan so they have a lot of great tv shows on there they have like all of 90210 and like all of i mean they have like all of a lot of really great shows even the oc which i might start because i wasn't an oc person but i might start it same with like one tree hill i wasn't and same with gilmore girls those are like three shows that i'm kind of like i wonder if this will work now or if i just won't get it but i guess i should probably try I, you know, I actually would like to start the OC from the, the beginning just because I love Adam Brody. So Yeah, I do I, too. I like Ben McKenzie like, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really I liked too. him. I liked the first season. I watched the first season. I fell off after the first. Okay. So I'm kind of curious. And the music was great. Like, I really yeah. liked the music, which a lot of people did. I mean, that was a big deal. And I think Laguna Beach, like, kind of came out of the OC because that was yeah. such a big show that they were like, let's follow a bunch of real people. And we can't even talk about Laguna Beach because I fucking love that show. So <laughs> it's so great. Maybe we'll do an episode for Patreon on Laguna Beach because I just love that show. It's not really 90s at all, but I love it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's about it for us. Join us on Patreon, five bucks a month. Just do it. Leave a review, please. Please, please, please write us a review on Apple and also rate us on Spotify. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.